0: love us he does. does the spirit move
1: Jesus died. He gathered his disciples together and celebrated a supper. They all ate together. They broke bread. They had fellowship. They talked. They laughed. And then they heard about what was going to happen and Jesus shared bread and juice with him, with them. Bread and wine. He invited them and tonight he invites all of us To join together at the table in celebrating all of those things that we remember tonight in the way that he set us free everyone is welcome at the table if you love God repent of your sin and seek to live in peace as a disciple of Jesus Christ you may come to the table it's open to everyone whether you're a member of this church or not whether you're a member of any church or not You are welcome to come because God invites you the Lord be with you lift up your hearts let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you father Almighty creator of heaven and earth from the earth you bring forth bread and create the fruit of the vine You formed us in your image, delivered us from captivity, and made covenant to be our sovereign God. You fed us manna in the wilderness and gave grapes as evidence of the promised land. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. When we had turned aside from your way and abused your gifts, you gave us in him your crowning gift, emptying himself that our joy might be full. He fed the hungry, healed the sick, ate with the scorned and forgotten, washed his disciples' feet, and gave a holy meal as a pledge of his abiding presence. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, and he gave thanks to you, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples. He said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup He gave thanks to you and gave it to his disciples. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you Amen. Shall we pray together with the confidence of dearly beloved children of God, the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are serving please come forward?
2: celebrated the Passover. They went to the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul And prayed that if possible, the hour might pass for him. Our Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. It is not what I will, but what you will. Then. arranged a signal with them, the one I kiss is the man, arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, greetings, rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Judas, are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? Friend, do what you came for. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? At that time, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place, that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Then, seizing Jesus, they led him away. Peter followed at a distance. that he's able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days.
3: Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that they're bringing against you? I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us, are you the Christ, the Son of God?
4: Yes, it is as you say. But I say to all of you, in the future, you will see the Son of Man coming on the right side of the Mighty One on the clouds of heaven
3: blasphemy he has spoken blasphemy why do we need any more witnesses you have all heard his blasphemy what is it that you think he is worthy of death <laughs>
2: The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken to him, saying, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate.
4: the Jews? Yes, it is as you said.
5: You
2: hear the testimony they bring against you.
3: You may now speak in your defense. You must speak now. You must defend yourself. It is customary at the feast to release a prisoner to you. Which shall I release to you? Barabbas or Jesus who is called Christ? Which shall I release to you? What then shall I do with Jesus who is called
0: Christ?
5: Crucify!
3: Why? What crime has this man for
5: Crucify him? Of this man's blood—it is your responsibility.
2: And then they took Jesus off to be flogged, heading toward crucifixion.
3: As we begin the liturgies at the table of the Lord we begin by saying on the night in which he was betrayed on the night in which he was betrayed Jesus gave us this meal of love betrayed and of course the one we tend to think of when we think of the betrayal is Judas right in fact Jesus said at one point in that celebration of the meal it would have been better if he were never born Back in the 1900s when I was young, there was a (laughs) rock opera. If you can imagine such a thing. It was called Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, But it wasn't about Jesus Christ at all. It was actually about Judas. And I got you to thinking, what was going through his mind? What you
5: have done will be the saving of everyone You'll be remembered forever for this And not only that, you've been paid for your efforts Pretty good wages for one little kiss
6: Christ, I know you can't
0: hear me But I only did what you wanted me to Christ,
6: I'd sell out the nation
0: For I have been saddled with the murder of you I have been spattered with innocent blood I shall be dragged through the slime
6: and the mud
0: I have been spotted! with innocent blood I shall be dragged through the slime and the slime and the slime and the
5: mud I don't know how to love
6: him. I don't know why he moves me. He's a man. He's just a man. He is not a king. He's just the same as anyone I know. He scares me so, when he's cold and dead. Will he let me be? Does he love? Does he love me too? Does he care for me?
3: Judas. It's hard for us somehow to want to hate him as much as we're supposed to. The Bible has passages that when I read them I'm not sure what to think about them. In the third chapter of Psalm we read, Arise Lord deliver me my God, strike all my enemies on the jaw, break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance, may your blessings be on your people. Strike the jaw and break their teeth. Been through a lot of dental bills lately. I'm telling you that break the teeth thing. I don't like that. You know, even more enemies. I struggle with the word enemies. I've heard people use it. They don't mean people like far away in some country somewhere that we might go to war with. They mean people like Judas. Have you ever been betrayed? I've been betrayed. People who, for one reason or another, are jealous or frightened or or maybe they're greedy or ambitious, or maybe it's just a misunderstanding. And betrayal hurts. Do you know why betrayal hurts the most? Because betrayal usually means it's somebody that you really care about Somebody you trusted. As they're sitting around the table, Jesus said, one of you will betray me. It's fascinating because each of the disciples gathered there say, is it me? You, you, you don't mean me, God. Because it's in all of their minds. You know, I carry much bigger scars in my heart for the times when I betrayed someone else than the times someone's betrayed me. I've learned that when people hurt me, I can just cast that demon of pain away. I can just declare in the name of Jesus Christ, it needs to be gone and don't let it hold me for all my life, it shouldn't hold you either. But when I've done something, the Apostle that I tend to identify with is Peter. The reason I identify with Peter is not because he was the leader of the Apostles or anything. It was because Peter would do all these impulsive things, sometimes amazing things. He declares Jesus is the Christ before anyone else. Peter says, wow. You're the Christ. And Jesus says, wow, that's so cool that you know that, Peter. And then just just one paragraph later, Jesus is saying to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. He, He jumped out of a boat. He walked on water. He's the only one who walked on water besides Jesus. Is that not cool? And then he lost his faith and started to sink. He went out to preach to people who weren't even Jewish. In fact, he's the one who declared that we need to reach out to people who weren't Jewish. And then Paul accused him at one point of deciding that he wouldn't eat with them. That's what I feel like. Judas, Jesus called him the betrayer. Now why did he do it? Some people said he did because he liked money. How many of you like money? I like money, right? We all like money. Other people say he was trying to force Jesus' hands to start the revolution, to bring down the angel army. It's so easy to blame Judas. I was sitting in my office when I was working on this sermon yesterday, and I looked up on the wall. And I guess I never realized that on my wall, I have a picture of the Lord's Supper where Judas is betraying Jesus, and then I have a picture of the trial where, where the crowd is betraying Jesus, and then I have a crucifix. And I thought, wow, that's kind of heavy, all that looking down on me. Because in the story, we have many betrayals. Peter denied Jesus three times. He didn't even show up at the cross, even though he said, He would never turn his back on Jesus. James and John couldn't stay awake for an hour. One hour. And I don't care what they had to eat or drink. An hour. The crowd, who just five days earlier was shouting, Hosanna to the king, is now saying, Crucify him. Crucify him. What a brutal thing to wish on anybody. The Sadducees turned their back on the one, object that they're supposed to worship, the one person they're supposed to celebrate in their temple. The Pharisees, who were so, so zealous for the law, decided to put aside that thou shalt not kill thing and kill Jesus. Now what about you and me? We betrayed Jesus. Every time we sin, we drive another nail in his hands and into the cross. We get so concerned about what we want and what we're trying to accomplish that we betray God. Our fears, our fears that somehow something's going to happen to us that's so great that God himself can't do anything to protect us and we betray God. Self-concerned instead of God-concerned. First John chapter one says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God's faithful. The scripture says he will forgive us. So why isn't everybody forgiven? I'll tell you why. Because it's not easy to live in someone else's mercy. It's not easy to have to live knowing that that you owe your righteousness to someone else. It's not easy knowing that you owe somebody a great favor. I say I'm sorry a lot. Not because I want to. Not because I like to. Because I need to. Now, this sermon isn't about something you're going to read in the paper about me in the next couple weeks or something. There's no scandal coming. I don't want you to misunderstand. It's not the betrayal where I'm talking about something awful that the world would be worried about. It's something else. See, when I say I'm sorry, I want that to fix everything, but it doesn't. It doesn't take away The feeling that I failed someone. It doesn't take away the hurt in someone's eyes. Their disappointment. And not only do I disappoint people, but I disappoint God. Just like these people did. We get so wrapped up in what we want to do that we fail God himself. I don't know how to love him. What to do, how to move. I've been changed. Yes, really changed." That's what repentance is. You're going to change and you're, you're, you're going to turn away from what you've been doing wrong and turn toward what's right. So then if I've been changed, really changed, then why do I just do the same things over again? Anybody else here? You don't have to raise your hand. Anybody else here have that problem? You know, I can't be the only one who says, Lord, I don't want to do this. But as Paul says, the very thing that I wouldn't do is what I do. And the things that I would do, I don't do. Why? Because I'm human just like you. I'm no Superman. Jesus knew that Peter and James, and John. That the crowds of people who sang Hosanna, that the leaders of the Jewish people, even Judas, even you and me, he knew that we'd all betray him. He knew it. And continue to fail him. But he went to a cross for us and died anyways because he knew we can't fix ourselves. We just can't. Romans chapter 5 talks about what happened on that cross. You see, just at the right time when we were powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And since we now have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, God's enemies, We were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Enemies, betrayers, no better than Judas. There's a verse in the Bible, in Matthew chapter 12, that bothers people. I had a Bible study asked me the other day. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. It is the unforgivable sin. I have Christians come to me all the time. Did I commit the unforgivable sin? Good news. If you're worried about committing it, you haven't done it. Because you see, I believe in my heart of hearts that if Judas would have gone back to Jesus like Peter did, we'd be meeting with him in glory too. The only thing worse than an apology without true change is no apology at all. And so we come before God as we do every week, to confess our sins. Will you pray with me? Dear God in heaven, I have sinned. I have betrayed you. I've broken your laws. I've broken your heart. I've hurt others. I've broken them. I have been an enemy, a betrayer. Forgive me, Lord. Grant me your mercy. mercy. Make me perfect again. again. In Jesus' name we pray. pray. Amen. Hmm. Matthew chapter 5 tells us, Therefore, if you you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother or sister has something against you. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them and then come and offer your gift. Oh, that makes it hard, doesn't it? Forgive as you want to be forgiven. I don't want to be anybody's enemy. I don't want to have anybody have that hurt between me and them or me and you. And so we say, while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us, proving God's love for you and me. So in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, the reason I can forgive your sins is because I represent you. That's the only reason. I represent the church. But you don't know how important it is for me, as your pastor, to have you forgive my sins. Because that's what God calls us to do. And so we have the golden rule. Anybody know what the golden rule is? Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Which is pretty good so long as you feel you deserve something good. So long as you feel good about yourself and you think you're a pretty good person, then you might do unto others as you would have others do unto you. If you feel you're kind of messed up and got a lot of mistakes and you've sinned and broken rules and betrayed people. Maybe we need something else. We can't make all the mistakes right. But we can be as Jesus was to us. And so I'll leave you with this. The platinum rule. The platinum rule is a little different. Jesus' great command love one another not as good as you can not as good as you'd want to be loved love each other as i have loved you he loved you enough to die on a cross
4: When they came to the place called the Skull, there they crucified him, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said,
0: Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing.
7: And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others, let him save himself. If he is the Christ of
4: God, the, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the
5: king of the Jews, save yourself.
4: There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him.
0: Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us.
4: But the other criminal rebuked him.
0: Don't you fear God, since you are under the same sentence? We are
3: punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus, remember me when you come
0: into your kingdom.
4: Jesus answered him.
0: I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. Thank you.
7: Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother,
0: Dear woman, here is your son.
7: And to the disciple,
0: Here is your mother.
7: From that time on, this disciple took her into his home.
4: From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, Darkness came over all the land. about the ninth hour jesus cried out in a loud voice
0: eloi eloi lama sabachthani
4: which means my god my god why have you forsaken me when some of those standing there heard this they said he is calling, calling elijah
7: Later, knowing that all was now completed, and so that the
4: scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said,
0: I am thirsty.
4: A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus's lips. When Jesus had received the drink, he said,
0: It is finished.
4: With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Jesus called out with a loud voice,
0: Father, into your hands I commit my spirit.
7: When he had said this, he breathed his last.
5: Redeemer's conflict see, watch within one bitter hour. Turn not from his grace away, learn of Jesus Christ to pray. stained, shun that suffering, shame on loss, learn of him to bear the wrath. Calvary's mournful mountain climb, there adore.
6: Um, please.
4: centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely he was the Son of
3: As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big strong in front of it, and then he went away. Dear God, in all that we are and all that we do, help us to be your disciples. When we betray you and betray each other, when we break your heart and the hearts of those you created in your image, teach us to love anyways, ways, Lord, to love as you have loved us, to love when we've been hurt, to love when we've hurt, and to be the people of God to this world, living with a cross on our heart. We pray this all in the holy name of Jesus.